We're here to, to build this into a national powerhouse, and we're not there yet, but that's the goal. Welcome to Views from the Zoo. I am George Michalowski with Pittsburgh Sports Now with my co-host Steve Thompson from the Pitt News. Today we'll be starting off with an exciting interview. We are welcoming to the show Rodney Gallagher, who is a high major 2023 prospect in both football and basketball. He attends Laurel Highlands High School in Pennsylvania. Rodney was first team All-State in basketball as a freshman and is a top 40 prospect in the entire nation for football. Um, he's a combo guard in basketball, an athlete in football, playing all quarterback, receiver, and corner this year. Uh, welcome to the show, Rodney. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, appreciate you. So, Rodney, you know, George just rattled off some of your, some of your accomplishments playing both football and basketball. Do you still plan on playing both those sports in college? Uh, yeah, um, that's what I'm, I'm still working on both sports right now and then planning on uh, competing in both in college. That's my goal. So lots of people know a few years back, you played on the blue chips team with mm -hmm. uh, Brownie James, uh, Coy Thurman, a bunch of other top prospects. Mm -hmm. So we all know LeBron was around that team a lot, just from videos we've seen online. What's mm -hmm. he like in person? What is LeBron like when he's around the team, when he's around you and, and have you talked to him recently? Yeah, uh, he, he's definitely chill. He's laid back and he just wants to see everybody do great around him. Uh, he helped us a lot and he gave us all tips on how to be a better player. And, uh, he just wanted to see us, uh, try to outwork everyone and just hard work during every practice and stuff. And he was always there for us. I, ha I haven't talked to him recently like that, but, uh, me and his son stay in contact just a little bit, but, uh, it's, it's just like, it's, since he's so far away, we can't like communicate like day, day by day, how we used to, but, uh, yeah, we still, uh, keep in contact a little bit. Yeah, kind of keeping with the the NBA theme. Do you have a favorite player in the NBA or someone that you try to model your game after? Uh, yeah, my favorite player is obviously LeBron right now. But uh, my second favorite player is De'Aaron Fox. I've been watching him for a very long time since he was in high school, and I still continue to watch him this day. And hopefully, my game can uh, compare to his one day. So, Rodney, I see you follow a lot of the Pitt basketball players on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Have you spoken with any of those players, or do you talk with any of them regularly? Yeah, uh, the the person I probably talk to the most is uh, Xavier. Uh, he's a he's a good friend of mine. Uh, we just talk about just just like we're friends. We just talk a lot, and uh, I do ask him about his game sometimes, and we talk on the phone. But uh, on the whole team, that's probably who I talk to most. And other ones, uh, not really. But uh, I just say like good game and stuff like that. But uh, hopefully this summer I can get in the gym with a couple of them, and uh, they can give me a couple tips and just uh, make each other better. So, uh, you know, looking ahead a little bit, a hypothetical, if you do choose Pitt, where do you think you'd fit in on that team? You know, where do you think your skills would best be used? Yeah, uh, well, I've, I've, I've talked with both coaches, and uh, they're both great coaches, and I've talked to them about doing both. And uh, they do want me to try it out and get on campus and see the feeling I have about doing it. Uh, they told me it will be difficult and they'll help me out, but they said the main thing will be grades, so – like I said, I'm just going to wait my decision and see if that's best for me. But uh, if I did go to Pitt, I think I'd fit in well because uh, I'm starting to get a good relationship with both coaches. So um, it's a good school that's recruiting me right now. And uh, 
uh, hopefully in the future, maybe I will go there, but uh, I'm still waiting on my recruitment out and see what's best for me and my family. So you mentioned both coaches. So do they, do the Pitt football and basketball staffs, do they work together at all to recruit you to come to Pitt? Do they, do they say like, Oh, I'm talking to coach Narduzzi. Oh, I'm talking to coach Cable. Like, do they work together to get you there? Yeah. Coach Cable and coach Narduzzi had a, had a conversation about me uh, going there and wanting me to get on campus and see how it, uh, it would fit out. And uh, I'm pretty sure coach Cable did tell me they had a conversation about it. And, uh, and they're looking forward to me trying it out and if, if I do go there. And uh, like I said, they're just waiting on me and when everything gets back to normal to come on campus and see how I like it. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, so you mentioned, you know, things getting back to normal. It's not really normal right now. Um, how is right. kind of that that virtual recruitment process, you know, kind of doing it from a distance? How's that, how's that worked out? Has that been made things harder? Or is it a little bit easier to connect with people from far away? Yeah, it's it's kind of tough because I haven't uh I mean I haven't played an actual game of basketball for like something that's very, very meaningful. Like I played in a summer league that against some good players that really helped me out, but uh I mean I haven't played school ball or uh my AAU. I didn't even have one AAU game last year, so in front of coaches, so it was kinda hard for me. And uh it still is kinda hard because I'm not getting I'm not uh able to showcase my skills to other coaches and uh my recruitment is kind of in the same place, but I'm, I'm really, I'm really trying to get my name back out there once everything starts and uh, get more coaches on me. Yeah. So you mentioned your recruitment, um, which, which bet for basketball, uh, which schools have been contacting you and like recruiting you the hardest? Uh, Wake Forest has been uh, reaching out to my family. Uh, Coach Cable still has been reaching out and I know uh, Indiana and West Virginia have been talking to my, um, my high school basketball coach almost every day and they've been reaching out and uh, that's about it right now. Yeah. Um, so kind of, kind of my last question, you know, uh, have you watched the Pitt basketball team play at all so far this season? And if so, what are your impressions of them? Yeah. Pitt basketball, uh, coach Cable is doing a great job by getting the program back on its feet. Um, I actually watched the game yesterday because my sister is actually a, um, a dance cheerleader for the team. So like once she gets back on campus, she'll be there and I'll probably be at a couple of her games. So, I mean, coach Cable is doing a very, very good job by, by getting these guys in the right direction. And I think their team definitely has a bright future. And uh, I think they will be a, a top contender for the ACC in about a year or two. Yeah. So you mentioned your sister going to school at Pitt, being a dance for the team. Uh, when was the last time you were on campus? Did you help move her in, or did you did you go down there this year at all? Yeah, I helped. I helped her move her in, and uh, but she's back home now just because with everything going on. But uh, I'm pretty sure the last time I've been like in this stadium was probably our, I think our Whippy Old Championship game was probably the last time I was on campus. So it's been it's been a while. But when was that game? I think it was in January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, last, yeah, you, last January. Yeah. How'd you like playing in the Pete? What was what was the court? What was the stadium like? The stadium is beautiful. Uh, I mean, everything that they worked on to to make it look how it is now is just beautiful. And I like the the bridge on top of the uh, scoreboard. That's very nice, and it's a nice court to play on. Awesome, Steve. You got any other questions? Nah, I'm all set. Thanks, Rodney. I really appreciate you coming on, man. Taking yeah, time. thanks a lot for coming on. Good luck with your season. Good luck with your recruitment. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for letting me on here.
Have a good one. See you later. Yep, you too. See you later. So that was our interview with Rodney Gallagher, 2023 high major prospect. It was a lot of fun. I mean, the kid had a lot of good things to say. Seems like Pitt's going after him hard in both sports. Um, yeah, he watched the game yesterday against Louisville. So uh, what did you see in that game, Steve? Yeah, it's it's a game that's, you know, personally it was a little hard to to put a ton of, of stock into this, into that game, given, uh, you know, Tony being out, uh, Justin being out. But at the same time, you know, you're, you're going to be without Justin for a while. You don't know when you're going to get Audis back. Um, so you started to look – I think less at the stats and more uh, who was kind of comfortable out on the floor. Cause you know, especially when you think about the freshmen who are going to try to fill some of that, some of those minutes that, that get left over. Um, but, you know, I thought uh, John Hugley looked a lot more comfortable, seven points, seven rebounds, you know, one of his stronger games. Um, Fabio Dakale, of course, he looked good um, in that first half. Um, they're going to need him to, to score and handle the ball a lot more. Um, and you know, I think the the kind of last thing is that Xavier Johnson was really disappointing. Um, he's had a couple games where he's been bogged down by foul trouble really early, and it's you know uh, snowballed throughout the game. You know, and it's it's affected them and their ability to run offense and score. So those are kind of the the three things that I'm looking at. Um, you, you want to see Johnson get back to back to himself uh, in the next game against Duke uh, after the Christmas break. And then you also just want to keep seeing uh, those freshmen kind of get more comfortable in their roles. Yeah. And acting head coach, Tim O'Toole. Well, before I go into that, uh, Tim O'Toole, I really like the guy. <laughs> he is just like yeah. hard nosed New York basketball, like, like no, no joking around. He's all business. And after the game, he said in the conference, something that stuck out to me was like, every time someone asked about like what we did right or something that was good, he would be like, yeah, Femi did great. It was a good spark, but like no excuses. Like it's 2020. Obviously you're going to be without some guys for games. Everyone's going to be. So he was all business and yeah, hopefully Cable can be back soon. Um, I mean, I joined Justin's Champagne's live stream after the game yesterday on Instagram and uh, him and Femi were on it just talking to like some of their friends and he someone asked him how a coach is doing and he said he was good. So and O'Toole also said he was, he was good. He's just a little fatigued. But uh, yeah, on the game, I mean, foul trouble. I thought it was just a frustrating game to watch because we showed so much like heart and like toughness to come back. I mean, Femi hit those two threes just kind of out of nowhere. Nobody really had seen much out of him this year, but that sparked a 17 to three run. Um, but then it was just frustrating because right when we thought we could pull away and, and take the lead, um, yeah, we never even led once in the game. I'm just seeing now. So right when I thought we could pull away to take the lead, um, we'd have like a, a charge or something. I saw, I know Drum Ghoul had one. I think X had two charges against him in like the first half. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Cooler Bali fouled out, Johnson fouled out. I think we just have to clean that up. And it all starts with a with a healthy, strong X, like you said. Yeah. And th that's really kind of those were spots where you miss having like kids who are uh, or guys who are experienced like Tony, like Champagne, because this is kind of shades of last year. You know, they would be competitive, but not really able to get over that hump and finish games. Um, 
that was something that they were doing pretty well this year. You know, I think about the Northwestern game, the Miami game. Those were times where uh, they they really were able to to finish games in ways that they hadn't been able to before. And, you know, uh, after the Miami game, uh, Coach Capel was very explicit in saying, uh, you know, uh, Audis was massive in helping them finish that game. So, you know, very clearly they're missing not just the production uh, from those guys, but they're also missing um, kind of that emotional leadership aspect. Of course. And you said, uh, Tony, hopefully we can get him back soon for the Duke game. Um, it's actually kind of interesting. I thought that Pitt decided to let the kids go home, the players go home, because that, I mean, no matter what they do, like if they see their family and travel back, like we may have some more some more COVID issues just because the Duke game is so close after Christmas. Um, so they'll be back on the court on the 29th, I believe, is the Duke game. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, another thing you noticed in the game that you told me earlier, William Jeffress, zero points, only 12 minutes. Uh, I mean, minus 11 plus minus. He, I mean, we all saw his spark. He's obviously 17. You can't knock the kid at all. But we all saw the spark he delivered against Northwestern, the promise he's shown in other games. But uh, but what do you think about that? He he didn't really play much of a role even when when Justin and Tony were gone. Yeah, it's just interesting that he kind of plays a position of need right now, a position that they're thin at. And uh, um, you know, Coach O'Toole went with Noah Collier a little bit more. He played Joe Drumgool for a little bit. Um, but after uh, Will put in 33 minutes at Northwestern, he's uh, you know seen a drastic reduction in playing time. You know, against Miami and. And then last night against Louisville, um, but I think it's it's it, with this team with Pitt, um, it's it's a little you kind of don't know where you're, what you're going to get night in night out with rotations. You know, I remember uh, Coach Capel saying a lot last year. Um, they they their bigs struggle in a few games, and I yeah, you know, someone asked him why isn't you know Kareem Koulibaly seeing some some more time uh, uh, on the court, especially after. Um, he had played well in a few games in spurts. Um, but what Coach Capel said is that Kareem sometimes looks better in games than he does in practices. So I think it's entirely possible that that's something that's going on with Will is that he kind of provided a spark in the Northwestern game, then took some steps back in practice and now kind of has to work his way back into the lineup. But yeah, it really was a head scratcher how uh, a team that needed a spark that badly was getting beat that badly on the boards defensively, like, that those are places where William Jeffress will help you immediately. Um, and so it, it was a bit of a head scratcher why he wasn't in there more often. Yeah. And uh, the other freshmen, uh, other than Jeffress, obviously Femi did amazing. Like he had a, a, a breakout game for him. And I, I really liked what he had to say after the game. I wrote about this a little bit for uh, Pittsburgh sports. Now in my recent article, I really liked what he said after the game, someone asked him about, how he was on the court with X a lot, which was kind of surprising because just looking at the roster on paper, you wouldn't think the two would play together. Like everyone's talking about how Femi's going to take over for X in, in two years, next year, whenever X leaves as the, as the one playing point. But he was really talking about, Femi was really talking about how he loves playing with X, how they know each other's games really well. And, how they can just work off of each other and create offense, which I think could be huge for us. Like Femi might be the guy in the future, 
But at the same time, uh, down low, I really liked what I saw from Hugley or Hughley, however you pronounce it. Hughley, I mean, 7.7 boards. He just feels like in two years when he's a junior, he's going to be dominant. Like yeah. he's going to bully kids. He shows flashes of it, but I mean, some, I like his, uh, I like how our team just tries to dunk everything too. I mean, sometimes they miss. Time I of there was Sabande came in on a, uh, he was on a fast break and you, you saw, yeah. I saw him try to dunk it. He yeah. missed it, but it like bounced off the rim and fell in. I was like, Oh my God, it was not even close to finishing that, yeah. but we got lucky and, and, and made the shot. But yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with what you said about John Hugley. He he's definitely looking more comfortable out there. I think that's like the biggest thing for for a freshman uh playing playing a post position like that. Like you just have to get comfortable with the game. You know, it's a completely different thing going from playing against high school bigs to playing in the ACC against ACC bigs. You know. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned Nike, eight points, three of seven shooting, uh, one of three from three point land. I mean, he he just – I feel like he still has to be a little rusty, a little bit getting used to game action again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd, I'd really like to see him kind of attack more. Uh, you know, I was watching NBA last night, Lakers-Clippers after the game, and they were talking to Paul George after the game, and he was saying, um, I just let – I got to let my game come to me more often and stuff like that. And, uh, and Charles Barkley and Shaq were like, literally telling him they're like no you don't like you have to go get it you have to be in attack mode like great players don't let the game come to them when that's happening that's just an excuse like you got to go get it and I think Nike is just proving himself too much at the college level like 15 or so points a game at Miami over three years like we know he can score 15 points a game like consistently and that eight was I mean there were probably some in garbage time we were already losing it just I feel like he can make a really big impact. And maybe if teams start to step up on Femi more, then I think he's gonna have to contribute Nike. Yeah, definitely. And it's you know, like you like you said, they like we said with uh Femi and, and with John a little bit, like there's no time for them to like develop. Like they need them now. Um, you know, there's no you know, especially with Justin out for an extended amount of time, like they're going to need production immediately. There's not uh, a ton of leeway, especially as you hit uh, kind of the dog days of conference play for guys to get up to speed. Like you have to be up to speed now. Um, So, you know, you don't want him to force anything. You don't want him to rush. You don't want him to like, feel like he has to carry the team by himself. But at the same time, uh, it's a necessity. You know, he needs to, to be the scorer that they recruited him as and that he's proven he was at Miami. Yeah, and so right now you mentioned conference play. Yeah, we we don't have time. They don't have time to develop, which is kind of a shame because, like, you know these kids are going to be really good in a few years. Um, so it's just, like, kind of hard to watch us depend on these freshmen so much because, you know, like, this crazy season, all that. And Capel knows that. He always talks about it, um, how, like, it's rough. It's so hard being a college player these days. But the ACC doesn't get any easier, like O'Toole said. So next up, we've got Duke. Uh, they're one and zero in conference, but they're—I mean—they're three and two overall. They lost a few ugly ones, and I'm not sure if Jalen Johnson will be back for that game. Haven't looked at that yet, but we'll—we'll we'll do another Duke preview coming up. Um, but yeah, 
I mean, that you got anything else on the game, on the Louisville game? Uh, no, I mean, it's just, like we said, you, you don't have time to recover, really. You don't have time to, to like, heal up or grow up. You, you've got to go now. Um, and I think – I think the Duke game will be a good opportunity for them to to do that, honestly. So they'll be in a, you know, obviously no fans uh, in the stadium, but in a in an in an ancient and really like uh, a famous venue playing against the Duke Blue Devils. Like regardless of you know how good or bad they might be this year, uh, they're uh, they're the Duke Blue Devils. Like they're going to be talented no matter what. Um, and I think a lot of people forget that their two losses have come to Michigan State and Illinois, like two, yeah. <laughs> two top 10, top 20 teams. Like Duke is going to be fine, I think. Um, so, but, uh, you know, if the Panthers can kind of take advantage of a Duke team that whose confidence is a little shaken, who's um, kind of hearing that they're not as good as a Duke team normally is, they can, might be able to exploit that. So we'll see what happens uh, after the break. For sure. And uh, cool little note. I mean, most people know Jeff Capel came from Duke. Uh, he played there and coached there with Coach K. Uh, Tim O'Toole also coached under Coach K on the same sideline. So we got a lot of connections. I mean, they know each other well. There's, there's probably even more on the in those programs. But, yeah, we'll see that on December 29th, Pitt against Duke at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Um, that's all we've got for today. Thank you guys for listening. Part of the culture that Jeff is trying to build, that we're all trying to build it when we came here, was that there's four major pillars. They are, we appreciate what we have. And especially this holiday, Jeff being sick, it's like, no, this is like, we appreciate what we have. We have opportunities. We're an amazing institution. We're an amazing city. Um, and we're trying to restore pride. So fine. Number two, we're going to keep our promises. Like, now, what we do, we're here to build this into a national powerhouse, and we're not there yet, but that's the goal. We show up, and we did show up, but we, we kind of were in and out a little bit today. But lastly, going back to your question about this game, we will make no excuses. None. And so the reality is we, we're down two men. Cape, okay, this is part of, like, you got to be resilient. The word I use, especially when I think of this city, is the word gritty. Like, there's a toughness, but it's it's passion and it's perseverance combined. It's it's and not only that, you can be tough, but grit, you're successful. And that's what what kind of hurts me tonight was we we weren't gritty enough to win. And um, so you'll look at this film, and the natural tendency for our young guys is to kind of feel sorry for themselves. But the reality is, as soon as we get back from Christmas, there's absolutely zero feeling sorry for yourselves. These are the things that we did. We have to correct because what awaits you is Duke. Then after that is ND. And then I think it's Florida State. I mean, it doesn't get easier. So there's a, there's a mindset that you have to have, and I don't care who you are in our locker room, that you have to bring in tremendous value and you better be unbelievably tough because that's what this league requires. That's what this team requires. That's what this city requires, this university. And so, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna look through this and, uh, and find all these nooks and crannies because that's the only way we're going to get better. I talked to Jeff a few weeks ago, and he said he wasn't really sure of the plan about Christmas, about sending guys home. Are the guys going home for Christmas? They are. We, uh, you know, it's funny. There, there's so many different things that are happening now. Um, 
especially with letting these guys go home. Do we keep here? Do we not? Do we do this? We do, you know, whatever. You know, we get tested. It's almost every day. Um, and the reality is for our guys, they've been up here for a while. There's no one here. There's no one around school. And then, you know, I know Jeff was really concerned. It's like, like we, we there's, there's got to be some normalcy somewhere. And the holidays, even to, to send him home. Um, so he did come to that decision over the weekend. And, uh, yeah, they are going to go back, and we're, getting, we're testing right now. And I forget what the ACC, the, the rules are, but, you know, we're going to do that with the protocol. We're going to test it three three times, whatever it is, before we play Duke. And uh, But they are going to go home, and, and, and they're going to need it, and I hope they enjoy that time because it's, uh, you know, as you get older, you realize how valuable that time is. And then the reality for our sport, though, is, you know, usually Thanksgiving Christmas, you're pretty much preoccupied with games and um but that's part of our maturity. You know, we got a lot of young guys and, and you got to learn and you got to get right back on the horse. And uh, so they, you know, you got your 48 hours or whatever it is for Christmas and then we're right back at them. But Tony, this is, uh, this is like a, another time where Xavier Johnson got into foul trouble early and he fouled out in this game. Uh, what have you guys been seeing that's been leading to that? And, you know, how are you guys trying to help him correct and get, get out of those situations? Yeah, so again, some of them are just kind of like reaches and, um, what I mean, he's got such instinct that he just tried to go grab something, and uh, and then and then also he got the charges early on, and now you know we'll, we'll go back and see him because the reality is, you knew Louisville. This is what they do. They are going to try to take charges. They're gapped up. They're sitting in those lanes. If you leave your feet, they're going to be there. And uh, you know, part of it when you you know, if you're a team preparing for Pitt, X is the first guy on your list. And so the reality is, they're going to throw a lot of different things at you, and you got to understand that you might have to alter what you do because, you know, it's it's just these, these guys are going to throw everything at you, including the kitchen sink. And he got he got in, in foul trouble with the charges and then the reaches were just kind of sloppy.